You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hi. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN, just moseying on through a beautiful day in Memphis, Tennessee. We'll get into all the reasons why, because by now you know IARP has made its ruling when it comes to the University of Memphis. Hint, hint, good day here in Memphis, Tennessee. Ain't no doubt about that thing, baby. The sun is shining brighter. The sun is a beautiful shade of yellow today. The sky is blue, John. Penny Hardaway out here humming. Humming. Because we got a little freedom. If you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a good day in Memphis. Good day as well. Grizzlies Media Day is in the books. We'll talk about that. Dallas Cowboys are winners with Cooper Rush. Oh, but man, it feels good to be a Memphian today. It really does, John. No level one violations. No tournament ban. No suspension for Penny Hardaway. A program that was once, in, in the eyes of many, victimized by a fraudulent investigation in 2008 has now been essentially let off the hook by a a similar organization. Not quite the same, but a similar, right? An an entity. Um, So it it is a monumental day in the city of Memphis as we can now officially put that case and that time and that year behind us. That chapter. Uh, and, and now we don't have to have that conversation anymore. Well, how does Memphis recruit? How does Memphis get this guy? How does Memphis get that guy? Uh, <clears throat> the book is closed, and uh, and Penny Hardaway emerges uh, like a rose, <coughs> like a concrete rose. With the ruling today, we're going to be Stop talking asking about me that stupid f-ing question all day long today here on the show. Um, Jessica Benson is going to join us at 11:25. Trisha Crick is going to join us at 1:25. I don't know. We may even take calls. We haven't taken calls on this topic in like three years. That's oh, a good day to do. So, you know, it's it's kind of funny. Like the investigation has taken so long that you almost forget the details. Mm-hmm. It's very fuzzy, right? Or how far back this goes. Yeah, like, like the, the dates. You have to kind of like jog your memory a little bit just to refresh. So I think it's a, it's good to maybe give a little bit of a refresher course for our audience, right? They, they, they know that Memphis was involved in the IRP, and they know that there was way. But like do, do most people even remember why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like – Sometimes I even kind of wonder, like, what what they do again? So the 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 allegations were just to go all the way back, right? Penny Hardaway in 2017 was the head coach at East High School. 
Um, and in that year, uh, Penny Hardaway moved James Wiseman from Nashville. He had been in Innsworth. We had this conversation on the show at the time. You know, you I think you were the first to bring it to the show about this kid moving into Memphis. And we and we talked about, man, you know, Memphis, do we claim him? He's in Memphis, even though he's from Nashville. Do we claim this kid as Memphis? Um, you know, but flash forward a year later, here we are. But he had moved to Memphis, and, and Penny Hardaway obviously uh, gave the family $11,500 for the move, right? All the expenses, what have you, whatever. Well, a couple years later, Penny Hardaway gets the job at Memphis. Tuppy Smith gets fired. And then, in short order, James Wiseman commits to play for the University of Memphis as a product of East High School. Um, as the season is about to start, James Wiseman's freshman year, the NCAA rules that Penny Hardaway, because he gave him the $11,500 and he's an alum of the University of Memphis, was acting as a booster at that time, and that constituted a recruiting inducement. Therefore, James Wiseman is ineligible. That was the ruling. Um, now, that there's some new details that have emerged, mm-hmm. but um, <clears throat> that, was the, that was the ruling James Wiseman was ineligible because he got the $11,500 from a quote-unquote booster of the University of Memphis because Penny had given a million dollars to the to the school and he had the, the building named after him and, yeah, and, and all, all of that. And so then uh, the Memphis plays James Wiseman uh, basically in, in, in pure defiance of the NCAA and um, James Wiseman gets suspended for 12 games. Was it 12, 11, 12, something like that. And he ultimately decides, you know what, there's no reason for me to come back. Uh, it's just too much drama. It's too much stuff. He left. He quit the team, moved on with his life. Um, and the IRP, it, it, Memphis decided they, they pushed to, uh, the case to go to the IRP, which was this new independent right. process. Ideally, it would be some objectivity. You're striving for some objectivity. Um, and all these years later, right, after hard drives were – uh, you know, erased, and you know, investigations were done. And did what you had to do. Countless interviews, I am sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the IARP handed down a, a slap on the wrist, the very definition of a slap on the wrist. Uh, probation for three years, a five thousand dollar fine, a vacation of the wins, which I, I, two two wins, I believe, is what James Wiseman was a part of. They did not win the game against Oregon. Oregon. Um, and, and some other very minor stuff. So no scholarship reduction, no tournament ban, no uh, suspension, no for, suspension Penny. for Penny Hardaway. I, I mean, it's like it never even happened practically for the University of Memphis. So you just kind of take stock of everything. I mean, everybody's time was wasted by this, right? It was a sham investigation. And today, the the IARP you know, head man, Hugh Frazier, basically said, we found there were no recruiting inducements, which is what you and I had been saying the whole time. Mm-hmm. That that Penny, the idea that Penny Hardaway was acting on some behalf of the University of Memphis to get James Wiseman here to Memphis was ridiculous at the time. Correct. It's ridiculous today. He was only acting in the interest of Penny Hardaway, East High School coach. He never denied the eleven thousand five hundred dollar payment. Right, that was never up for debate. What the debate came down to was how could he have had the foresight that Tubby Smith was going to be as uninspiring as he was as a coach, that he was going to win as few games as he did as coach, and that in two years he would get fired unceremoniously after only two years. Nobody could have saw that coming. Nobody. 
So, and certainly not him. He wanted to win basketball games at the University of Memphis, uh, at, East, at East High School. Uh, and that was what that was all about. I am so happy that the IARP saw this for exactly what it was. That, is, that to me is what today represented, that they saw this case for what it was, which had nothing to do with Penny Hardaway's time at the University of Memphis. Well, it, didn't, it doesn't take some rocket scientists to see that part. That's what we always said was apply the common sense. So it's good to see some common sense applied. You do wonder, though, that was always there. Yep. So you wonder how much of this, just in terms of no suspension, no postseason ban, too, is in terms of how much of it is because the times have changed as well. Yep. Sure seemed like it sure seemed like a couple of years ago th- there were reporters tied in with the NCAA that were pretty hot to trot and pretty ready to tell you the NCAA the IR by way of the IRP was going to come down hot and heavy on Penny Hardaway why because they wanted him punished they wanted to make an example out of him for what throwing the you know according to them for for playing James Wiseman in the face of this ineligibility case yep. so right and so you wonder how much of this is common sense finally applied Penny was handing out money long before Long before he was coach at Memphis, he 100%. was doing, and and that's they they finally figured that out. But that was always there. Yep. And how much of this is, you know, what with the way we're going now with the NCAA, we really don't have the power to I mean, hand this down postseason bans. This stuff is like go, a, a permitted go now. after guys in <laughs> right. schools like right. we used to, just yeah. in terms of sinking our teeth into them to make an example out of Memphis as we've done in the past. Yep. You know, what I'm saying it's those times have changed. They have, and so, so you you wonder how much. That's factored into this, John, because the common sense portion of this was always there. 100%. We always said it was never a recruiting inducement. It was to a say, TWSAA issue. That was a TWSAA and, 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 yep. and look at how that's coming back now. Yep. Yep. Right? They got theirs. That's what. But that was a well, high school about case. That? Right. Right. And and again, so you go back to you're trying to prosecute him on a high school case. But here's the bottom line: he couldn't. He wasn't sending players James Wiseman to Memphis because he knew he was going to be the head coach at Memphis. He couldn't have. John Hell Tubby won some games. People didn't want him to win. That's true. For a while there, it wasn't just yes. all losing. Yeah. Heck, he beat Houston he one goal. You know what I'm saying? And then he Tubby won a couple do, games in the NCAA. He could do a little the, bit uh, more with AAC less sometimes. Is yeah. my point. My point is Penny couldn't have planned it all. Hey, I'm sending James to Memphis so then I can catch him on that backside. And here's a 11 five. It was always ridiculous. No, Apply no way, common yeah. sense. So it's good to see some here in front of your eyes, John. But here's my point. That was always there. Yep. How much of this is the NCAA IRB no, I, had to let up because times have changed. I, I think that is a valid point. You know, how can you possibly penalize Memphis for something that is completely permitted now in the in, in, in the landscape? How can you tell Memphis, you know, hey, you you know, guy got money, you know, to move to the city when high school kids are, you know, being flown around the country in pri- by, you know, private jets now. They're getting, you know, correct. It's it's just like you can't. How do how do you square that? You'd be applying old laws. Yeah. Now, which would not be in, the first, in, a, which, in a new time. Now, it would it's still be the first time. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's, that's I the, think that's why some of us at least yes. expected suspension or yes. some way they would come down here. Yes. Certainly not in the way that they that they did. Uh, Penny Hardaway has released a statement. This is what he said. We have finally arrived at the end of an extremely challenging period, and I cannot be more grateful. I would like to thank our players and their families, as well as our coaches and our support staff, for continuing to focus on what we could control as this process lingered. Believe me, none of this was easy, but this group always had faith. Tiger Nation, you have my eternal gratitude for continuing to believe in us and supporting us. We never take that belief and support for granted. As I I tell our team, 
we do what we do for our great city. Our university and athletic department leadership work tirelessly to help tirelessly to help present the facts of our case. I am thankful to the IRP for allowing us to present those facts and making its decision based on the facts. It's now time to put all this behind us. Brighter days are ahead, and we cannot wait to share in future successes as one Memphis. So that was from Penny Hardaway. In terms of sort of revisiting the damage, though. Um, well, hold on. The other factor, real quick, though, before we revisit the damage, was the way Memphis handled this once the investigation is open, right? Mm-hmm. Because then the NCAA IRP, and we saw it from their former, the, the, the guy that ran the case, the former investigator for the NCAA, the way they were asking questions, yeah. they had a key. They had a flashlight to come in here and look at anything they wanted to at that point once IARP, once once you choose that path, John. That's so, true. So the other part of this, too, is you've got to tip your cap to Memphis even you know, even Rudd the situation, Penny the situation, the going back and forth with them, the fight behind the scenes, right? Everything that that uh, in terms of the questions asked, you had to have everybody on the same page, and so because of that, John, because you give them nothing else, they're stuck with a common sense. Yep. Right, have a common sense decision in this. Well, Remember, that's true. they they were looking for other no, stuff. I, like I, we know I, I they were coming down hard. You know about those interviews and everything else better yep. than anybody. Yep. Like they interviewed a ton of folks. They wanted yep. to find something. No, that's exactly. And so right. Memphis too, in terms of the way it handled and the way it circled the wagons, yep. is also a big part of this. Like initially, after yep. blowing it, right? Yep. I, I would still say to invite them in. Yep. After every after they're in the door. John, you handled your business. Yes, they did. Clearly they yes. did. No, because, they gave them nothing else. I mean, to that point, you know, I know firsthand that, you know, they were asking about a whole bunch of other stuff you besides know. James Wise. You already know. They set out to crush it, Memphis. It said they wanted uh, they wanted uh, computers and databases yeah. and everything else that they didn't get. They, they they were out for blood. There is no question about that. Uh, but the dynamics of, of, of you know, uh, Division One sports changed in the. I mean, because the damn so it's, thing it's took all three those years. Things, right? I mean, it's the, the, all those things. We, we had a whole ass pandemic come and go, right? In the time that it took to get this ruling, I mean, that's how long it's been. Um, so I, I think that's that's that is that is a valid it's another point. part of how yeah. you're here today with yeah. with getting out like you have. Yeah, is you didn't give them anything else. I wonder. If I wonder, there had been anything, you know, just in the. I wonder if the you pandemic, keep your house pretty clean. I wonder if the pandemic kind of helped Memphis a little bit in terms of the because I mean it put everything on pause, slowed some things down, and it, and it, I mean, it forced it, Memphis know, did too in terms of the back and forth, yeah. and this pandemic did as well, and it forced people to kind of like I mean that's when that's when the you know that's and, when time started to change, and they're having to use time and resources on trying to follow this stuff up, and yeah. you, you know in terms of the so so you ask yourself okay how much more does it become worth it just in terms of the way they played the game afterwards you know how to, you know like, like an attorney plays the game you yep. you have to you have to be able to do that as well yep. especially like we said you got to what we call like a you've invited a dirty cop into your house right you better hope that thing's clean and they did a good job of keep showing them a clean house now you know look i i, I again this is undeniably a, a, a great day for memphis right they, they it is a win for memphis all day they get to move on and we are no longer going to talk about the irp so it is a it, it cannot be construed as anything other than a massive victory however the NCAA did get its blood it did get its pound of flesh because and again i know there are some other things that went into it but they did still cost the university of memphis that season with james wiseman the investigation still did now you know memphis's response to it played a part right right but had the had the had the had, had the original sort of officials right from the ncaa 
been able to come to the same conclusion that Hugh Frazier and the IARP came to, which is the common sense conclusion, like we've talked about a million but again, times. They wanted blood at that point. Is then they would world. have just they would have said this had nothing to do with Memphis. Penny Hardaway was only acting as the East High School coach, not a booster for the university. Or, yeah, for the University of Memphis, mm-hmm. and we can't we can't apply TWSAA rules to the AAC and the NCAA and, and Division One athletics. They're two totally separate things. Instead. <clears throat> they they wanted to go after Memphis because Penny Hardaway was doing it differently. Whatever the case may be, Memphis bit back, right? And ultimately, James Wiseman got caught in the crossfire. I do think that is an unfortunate uh, unfortunate piece of collateral damage that you. you it know, is. I mean, we we know to the end in terms of the tournament, right. what happened, what became of it. You didn't have one. That like, probably that alleviates a little of the of the pain. And, and but, the other part of it is, John. Like what? So, so here's the other part of that, and I and I I didn't realize I tweeted about it a couple of years ago. But in terms of what you got out of the Wiseman experience, right? Once he's drafted, everything else, the relationship he still had with Penny, what he was willing to say yep. about his time here, the time with Penny Hardaway, like that helped you. And I mean, you can't you can't put a value on that again. You, you know how it is with Derrick Rose, yep. who won't speak of you basically. But when you have a guy who went as high in the draft as James Wiseman did, talking about how much Penny Hardaway did, you're still getting the benefit no, out true. of that as if he had been here for. That time, you know what I'm saying. So well, it could have gone a separate way, where James is going. D. Ro- hey, I ain't going to speak on it, right? And 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 then recruits asked James Wiseman how it went. So in terms of that too, yep. like that 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 it played out net positive well, in terms and, of that and, time. And, and You're right. We end. didn't get those games, and it should have been played differently in terms of why. Just take him off. You get back on. Then he's got to wait till get himself on tape and everything else. Like you, that set that to the side. It's still net positive because you got the. Yep. It was a positive experience yeah. for James Wiseman at Memphis. No, and and, and I think he served a purpose, View right? From James, he, he served a purpose even in that moment beyond NBA, right? He was the number one player in the country who put his faith in the University of Memphis in a time when the brand needed it badly, right? They needed it desperately. They there's needed that some, and, some and of confidence. There's that, and as you as you as you've written many times, he was the linchpin of that class who ends up getting Precious and Lester, Lester yep. Kenyonis and everything else. Well, and then you got you know, of course, in 2021, you know, you get or 2020, you get Musa a year later. Didn't pan out, but just in terms of the rankings and stuff and being involved with those kinds of kids, like well, and Lester's still part of a tournament team, the yeah, team that makes no, the true. tournament finally breaks through last year. So part of that yep. class was yep. because of James. No, it's true. I mean, Penny came out of the gates and so he got the number one positive. class. So he, he it, it helped Penny sort of make a statement that Memphis basketball is indeed back right in terms of we're going to be in there and involved for top recruits again you know the days of Memphis 100%. being irrelevant and, and not a factor are over um and so I just think no doubt in that I just I I, I, I do lament that like you know I, I still think you know again Memphis played its own role in the in the in the end of the James Wise but it would have never happened they would have never had to you know You're claw, right. claw if, back if, if put this garbage ineligibility case yeah. on them I mean so that was a, from some garbage you know there was a there was an there was an action and there was a reaction and I, both probably Which don't you think in the end that's just some penny haters out here in college 100%. basketball said who oh, by the way did you know he did this trying to drop a dime on that though that's how that initially started with hey here's something you might want to look into but again it's a high school case but that one yep. again but the people that were out to get Penny early on yep. that didn't like what was happening. He's out here landing the top recruit, yep. a number one class in the country. We can't have guys come in the way he has That's right. and do this. That's how that got started. So in the end, you know, it's a double bird to those guys as well. Yeah. You know, Penny at this point today. Well, and it's and it's kind of funny just to see all the details come out. Hugh Frazier says that Memphis did not even inform Penny Hardaway that James was ineligible. ineligible. I'm assuming for the South Carolina State game. Yes. So 
Memphis got the the, noti- the notice that James Wiseman was ineligible, and clearly David Rudd said, "Well, we I told you the entire we knew you, I didn't need to tell you knew that where that decision came from. So it does it does kinda, you knew where that it does kind of paint from. it in a different and, light, right? We kind of I think we kind of operated on the assumption that you know Penny wanted to like that maybe Penny knew, but he insisted. But now there now the idea is he didn't even know." Until obviously after which, so how can you? So back to the point. How can you punish Penny in terms of an individual suspension for 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 a decision that you're saying that your ruling was made above him? He didn't even know initially. That's exactly right. You You know what I'm saying? You can't. You can't. I mean, you could, but But it would be it it would be unjust. And and you know, this is not the court of law. This is you know one organization, but. When has the NCAA applied common sense a lot? And I think with our case here in Memphis, with what we've well, seen, they, we were fair to doubt that they would. They, this, this we, is because it was it seemed it was witch hunish to it, start. Well, dude, I mean, if you think clearly about it, with the, what the reasoning they were using for coming in initially with the, the with the eligibility case, two thousand eight was witch hunish. It was. I mean, retro. What was it? Uh, on Rose and the the ruling it, it after you'd already been cleared by the clearinghouse. Like, yes, you like went back. Me- on Memphis it. was supposed to know that you know. His test scores were invalid. I mean, because he wasn't, you know, let. He'd the, been cleared. Yeah, and he, Memphis uh, had been informed he was cleared. I can't remember the exact term, but they made one but up. Hundred percent retroactive liability or strict liability is what they said. That's what they said. Strict liability. Yeah, that was the yeah. Those were the words. I mean, you, that, so so you know. Bills. So that's two. The NCAA in the last ten years is two for two on sham investigations. Except the difference is this time Memphis emerged victorious, and. Uh, and it's and it's a uh, it's a great day. I, I wish justice would come for that 2008 ruling. Unfortunately, it's it's not. You know, we're not going to get the. That's not going to get reversed. I, I wish we could hang something up officially, right? That, yeah, it's terrible. That day's not going to come. But I think you got to celebrate your wins when you get them. And this is unequivocally a big victory for Penny Hardaway for the University of Memphis. Some vindication, I think, for former president David Rudd. I am stopping short of Memphis fought the NCAA and won, right? I don't know if that's the exact right framing, you know? Like, I think it has more to do with the times changing with the the extensiveness of the of the investigation, right? Like, I just think the dynamics of all college sports changed while the investigation was going on. Um, and I think the NCAA made it, or at least the IRP, made a commitment recently, very recently, to, to no longer penalize current student-athletes for things they had little or nothing to do with, right? I think that probably has as much to do with it than the University of Memphis fighting and winning. As great a narrative as that is, I think it really just has more to do with the NCAA figuring their crap out. You fought and won. I'd still tell you it's a poor administrative decision because you invite them into your house to, hey, you want to find anything. Like, that's the part about it. So then you got to go behind the scenes and clean the dang thing up. You didn't have to have them in the first place. You could have just said, hey – Ohio State, Chase Young. We were using that example because it was at the same time. Yep. Sit him for a couple of games. He has to sit, right? His future's in front of him in terms of getting on the floor. It's just a better way to handle it. That said, that's water under the bridge at this point. It's yep. a good thing that that decision doesn't come down to your point and affect these student-athletes or Penny Hardaway. Yep. Who the you know the decision wasn't made you know the decision went above his head at this point anyway at least from what they found so common sense prevails for the University of Memphis that is uh, that is a first. That is unprecedented in terms of the NCAA. <laughs> I mean, that's your like a, dealings with the NCAA. That's like a na- that's like an Alabama ruling right there. You know, that's it feels nice. <laughs>
Now, everybody thinking, I'm telling you right now, and you see a lot of this from the from the national media, but everybody thinking these cases with, with LSU and Kansas are going to be the same just because Memphis got off light. Memphis was Memphis's was different. It wasn't a recruiting inducement. It wasn't right. a sitting head coach no, they who was involved clear. in these things. So, yeah, maybe it comes down. But don't base it on what's happening at Memphis because, again, this was separate. This was common sense stuff. It was never a – an inducement case, and they made that clear. They said this Period. was about this was about an administration as opposed to a coach, mm-hmm. right? And 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 they clearly believed that Penny That's, did not know. Like, Kansas, right? Kansas been out of control, and yeah. the LSU stuff's on tape. Yeah, so we'll right. see. No, but I wouldn't. Don't base anything on what happened. What happened with Memphis? But yes, it's a it's it's a it's a day that is worthy of celebration. Lots of people thought Memphis was going to get the hammer, at least in the early portions of this investigation. We've got some receipts we may get into a little bit later, uh, but in the end, uh, they they just decided, hey, this was this was not anything that had to do with the University of Memphis, and they shouldn't be penalized for it, and they shouldn't be punished for it, and now everybody gets to move on with their lives. So. A great day for the University of Memphis. We'll come back. We'll talk to Jessica Benson about that, get her thoughts on the ruling um, uh, uh, and everything else that comes with it. That's up next. Stick around. Jason and John, 92 FM, ESPN. Start NFL Week 4 off right with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. You'll get free bets back if your Thursday night same-game parlay doesn't hit. NFL same-game parlay is the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. can bet a little Win a lot. In my case, nice little tank of gas. Or Joe Mixon going to go over on the rushing yards. How about Tyreek Hill to score an anytime touchdown? How about Waddle on the over on receiving yards? Build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs pre-built for you and FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. You'll love it. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL on Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. Just sign up with the promo code JSmith if you don't already have an account. If you already have FanDuel, you're all set. Just sign in to see what you've got. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and of 929FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Three-leg minimum, $1 bet required. Refund issues, non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet, five bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem called Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789. The Jeff Calkins Show. The IARP's decision on the University of Memphis. It is a... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Route! Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Porch 911 can't see me no more. I be a popper. I want some more. Last car. I want all this Jessica Benson is the host of Rising Ground on Grand City Media, part of the Grizz Radio Network here on 92.9, kicking off very soon. Preseason basketball is going to be back real, real soon. She joins us every Tuesday. She joins us now. What's up, JB? What is up? How's it going? So uh, applying your law degree from USC here. Um, yeah. what do you, what do you make of the events today? Uh, the, the IRP sort of arriving at this decision, everything that we know has gone down. What do you just, uh, how, how do you make sense of this ruling in this day for Memphis? I did study for the LSAT for two weeks, so I am yeah. highly qualified. You're to just speak as qualified all. as Calkins. Yeah, basically, you know, Ivy League degree right here from yeah. the University of Southern California, but Pac-10, no, Pac-10 back then. <laughs> It's about to be the pack six or whatever ends up left at the end of it all. But I think ultimately, pleasantly surprised, right? I mean, you're thrilled. You're gleeful. This is a day of celebration in the city to essentially get off with so much as a slap on the wrist. It's just, it, it really did truly take me by surprise because when Memphis did knowingly play James Wiseman and this notion of the NCAA trying to create some semblance of accountability – but this now goes back to the fact that the NCA went the route of creating this third-party overlord in the IARP, and now the IARP has clearly been deemed inefficient. It's why it's going away. So I do think it's a mix of how much could the IARP ultimately do? What was, the, what was it worth to the IARP to come and bring the hammer down on Memphis to perhaps go the route of a postseason ban, go the route of a coaching suspension, when ultimately it's, it's going bye-bye very soon? Um, so it, it's just great for Memphis. You can now turn toward the season where this is behind you. You didn't get swept up in, in, in the old adage of the Tarkanian quote of the NCAA so mad at Kentucky they punished Cleveland State. By no means is Memphis a Cleveland State in this situation, but you had direct historical evidence of, hey, sometimes the NCAA is going to come down on Memphis and could take away banners and could take away wins and ultimately make your road forward a lot more difficult. And instead, you're able to put this in the past. You get a small fine. So what? You give up those three games that Wiseman played. They never existed. Wash your hands clean and move on. 
Right, and for all those reasons, there there won't be much looking back, will there? Just when it, it in terms of the what if there's there's what happened with the NCAA tournament at the end of the year and it not happening, but in terms of Wiseman and us looking back and you know and saying, man, what if he had played you know more than just the three games? We won't. I, I get the feeling we won't be doing much of that. No, I mean I think this just officially puts a bow on that chapter right. and. Right. Naturally, your mind can always go back to that year of but, a stunning number one recruiting class and James Wiseman and just the specialness that was felt in the city over that time with Penny ultimately taking the job at Memphis with this kid who was playing high school here. The energy, the, the synergy between the high school and the collegiate level all coming together. Mm-hmm. But guess what? You know, it, it went the way that it did. Now Memphis isn't being held to any additional accountability is not the right word, but you're not getting any further punishment doled out. So it's easier now to move on and not have to necessarily sit in this space of, I can't stop thinking about the 2019 season. No, now you have fresh road ahead. Penny's able to do it. You move forward. I, I, I think about the 2019 season and what could have been every single night before I fall asleep. Not Do you? I, I weep. I weep. I cry myself to sleep every single night. Is, is this more about to you, Memphis fighting, winning, or is this more about the dynamics of the NCAA landscape changing over the course of this long-ass investigation? I don't want to take away from whatever arguing and angling that the University of Memphis Council embarked <laughs> on because they obviously did a tremendous job, but I also, I mean, you can't have this conversation without bringing up the dissipating importance of the NCAA and certainly the soon-to-be non-existence of the IARP. It just makes it a lot harder for them to act from a place of power when that power is being dismantled consistently and you're seeing it play out and you're seeing it this season in, in not just this season, just in college sports in general with the NIL and ultimately what is the future place of the NCAA. Do they even have a president at the moment? I mean, I know they're in the process of moving on and and finding someone new to kind of oversee that realm. But I think all of those things play a direct piece together. I don't know which one weighed the most, but shout out to whoever was the the representation from Memphis because they obviously made their case enough where it wasn't even a question or there wasn't – it's just – it's so light. It's not even like a medium dole of punishment. It's just nothing. No, it really is not. It's not like – it's like you swat it away. Like, well, you know, it it really is. And I think that that was by design, right? They just, like, felt – they they reviewed the facts of the case. I don't know what you got. I don't know how you guys arrived at You you know it's a weird situation when you're seeing – like, not – I don't want to put all national media, but more national media or people on Twitter and social media – being like, that's all Memphis. Yeah, they're very disappointed. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird because I thought we were all in this, not all of us collectively, you never want to speak for everyone, but the majority of people are in this space of like, man, the NCAA has overstepped for years and years and years, and, and why are mm-hmm. kids currently in a program being punished for things that happened in the past and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But now it, it's so surprising that you have the other the other side approach of that's all Memphis got. Should Memphis have gotten more? Are we asking the right questions? Well, even on the uh, even on the uh, I wasn't on it because I was preparing for the show, but I could tell I, I was reading some tweets. Like even the me- media members on the call were like, 
corner in the corner in the head man like hey man i mean shouldn't this be more shouldn't you know i can't, yeah. we can't believe that memphis is getting off like this explain yourself fist at clown. yeah that's exactly right that's how and, and, and look we don't have to name no names you know what i'm saying we ain't got to name no names but it does feel like there are there's there's, a, there's at least one <laughs> uh well look we're smoking that pat 40 pack today all right that's what we're doing that we're, we're smoking right, boy, the pat 40 pack here in memphis um last thing on this isn't it amazing how and and and, and uh, Penny Hardaway probably isn't the only coach that has had to deal with this, but it never really truly felt like it it like stopped anything, right? Like the like yeah. the IRP hanging over Memphis. He still got you know top kids. He still got to the NCAA tournament. He still wound up with Kendrick Day. Like it just never felt like it it halted any kind of momentum, which I think is a is a major credit to Penny that he didn't let it stop the show at all, ever. It was just this lingering air of uncertainty, but that speaks to, you know, Penny's message for kids coming to Memphis, period, which is, sure, you're getting the college basketball experience, but ultimately we're setting you up for the best chance that you have at being prepared to go into the NBA to have a flourishing career at the professional level, and the college piece is great. But I think it just shows, like, the importance was always on, on the developmental piece, on the getting a player from point A to point B. And the rest of it was kind of gravy. So you were still able to recruit at a high level. You were still able to ultimately put together a team last year that goes to the NCAA tournament. And now you have a runway this year where, talent-wise, we'll see how it plays out. But you at least can get there. There's no, there's no blockades now. So it's great. Yep. Just biggest takeaway from media day yesterday in terms of things you drew out. If you were telling me one, two, three, what was number one for you? <laughs> I know it's become a, a much talked about piece, but it really did stand out was the consistency of hype for Santi Aldama. Mm-hmm. And truly in hearing every single person, we had Taylor Jenkins on Rise and Grind to kick off the day. And the conversation, I mean, the biggest storyline going into this season is Jaron Jackson Jr.'s availability and when he eventually comes back and is able to play. But in the meantime, who or whom replaces him in that starting four role? And the first person Taylor Jenkins said was Santi Aldama, not you know, individually, it was Santi Aldama and then a collection of Xavier Tillman, Brandon Clark, the rookies. But it was Santi Aldama first, and then you heard that echoed with that climate. You heard it echoed with Dylan Brooks coming out and saying that you're going to be 100% surprised when you see Santi Aldama. And that links up with stuff that I heard over the summer, just of how much time and effort he's put in, in the gym and really the strides that he's made. So we'll see. I mean, media day and, and training camp is a, is a lot of talk going into a year, and I can't wait to see Santiago Aldama on the court to see if he lives up to this expectation that's being put out. Hey, Jessica, we appreciate the time as always. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you. Absolutely. You guys have a good one. Yep. She is Jessica Benson. Joins us every single Tuesday here on the show. Um, yeah, I, I, just to, you know, to, to go back to the earlier point, like, we, we we I think we openly wondered, right? Like, okay, is this going to impact recruiting for for Penny Hardaway? Because naturally, that's a question, right? Like, of it's, course, it's a the threat of a postseason ban that you sort of hanging over the uncertainty, right? More than anything else, not knowing never slowed him down. I mean, it just didn't. I mean, they you know they 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 changed their recruiting up, right? They they decided to go for uh you know they had the they had Musa Cisse, right? And then the year after that, well, did that Imani class end up number one? Did it with Jalen Dern? It was Wasn't number one it? or number two, right? Yeah. So 
Got he's number had two one. number one classes. That was the second one. Got a number one class in 2021 with that hanging over. And then in 2022, you'd land the number one transfer in the in the entire portal. So I, I think that is like, that's the wildest piece of it. Is like, I mean, for some coaches, I think it probably would have, you know, it probably would have slowed him down a little bit, you know, just naturally. But Penny was able to overcome it every single time. Well, it's one thing, too, when you're talking about a, a one-year guy or, or guy, let's just use Jalen Duran's example, mm-hmm. no that whether he makes the NCAA tournament or not, John, he's still going to get drafted. You understand what I'm saying? He's still going to be a lottery pick, and sure, you hope that his stock rises while he's with you. It's another thing to get a Kendrick Davis who hadn't been to the tournament, mm-hmm. right? And you're talking about likely your last year in college basketball in this point, right? And so, you, you know, you want to you want to get there. You want to make sure you're doing that. And so to convince him, yep. yeah, we're going to be all right. You know, yeah, we got NIL, all that, but you also got to convince them there's going to be – you feel pretty good about a postseason. Yep. Because you got to imagine for, for Kendrick Davis, he wants to be in it pretty pretty badly. And so that's – it's pretty impressive. Yes, you're right. Nothing slowed down ever uh, with what we thought was going to be a looming cloud over them for as long as this thing, you know, went on. Yeah. You know, we're, we're talking about over a couple of years here. But uh, but it never slowed anything. You well, know, and now what you've done – again, it didn't, it didn't make any kind of material difference. But you've taken – essentially, you've taken a crutch away, right – in terms of negative recruiting, because it would still well, it would still come up, right? It would sure. still be a part of that equation. Sure, sure, sure. So now what you have done is you've removed that. So that's one less thing that opposing coaches are going to be able to mm. use against Penny Hardaway. Well, you don't know, you don't know. No, we do. Now we know. Uh, Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway was essentially, you know, absolved of everything. <laughs> I mean, he was he was basically exonerated, you know, mm-hmm. uh, of, of any wrongdoing uh, at all. And so, you know, and the president, of course, David Rudd, he's moved on. So, you know, yeah, I, I don't think you could have drawn up a better outcome, right? I mean, they're going to do something because they they wasted the resources. So they're going to, like, try to recoup something. Five grand? I mean, bro, we can get a pot together for that. You know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> like, that's nothing. <laughs> what are we talking about? Like you said, you couldn't have drawn it up any better. Yeah, no, I mean, I think most of us that thought light light would be right. a three game suspension for Penny Hardaway because you have to say that you did the work for something. Yep, right. Even but but it makes so much sense again not to penalize Penny in any way because you've determined that this decision to play him, which start you know starts this whole thing up, this whole process, you make the decision that that was made by by administration by David Rudd essentially. So how you know how how can why would Penny need to serve time for for that even a three game suspension? So it makes a lot of sense in a way that we you know we think okay well if you apply this common sense we don't have much of a case here. Finally somebody did around there. Yeah, you know, and that's that that's pretty much what's been laid out. Yeah, so maybe we'll uh, we'll take your calls a little bit later in the show. We got some uh, we're like Robert Sala today. Sala, we got some uh, we got some receipts <laughs> that I think are fun to go back over, right? I enjoy that. Always. I enjoy going over some uh, some old takes exposed. So we'll do that a little bit later in the show. Stick around. Jason and John, 9200 FM, ESPN. Let me encourage you to embrace this program again. Help us reclaim. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This proud legacy. Oh, it's lunchtime. And you know what sounds good for lunch? The Wing Guru. Blowing up, expanding across the country. But here in Memphis, only at these three locations, Mount Mariah, Cairo, Millington, get that September special. 20-piece party wings for just $19.99. Get that garlic sriracha. Get that honey suicide, that spicy taco. All kinds of great flavors. Mount Moriah, Kyerville, Millington. Get to Wing Guru for lunch today. Yep, you can have the football season right. Uh, do your weekends right. Football season starts, uh, football week starts on Thursdays, you know, now that we're fully immersed. Get your schedule right. Have those wings on hand. You're not going to get better ones than you're going to get from the Wing Guru. John mentioned it, Mount Moriah, the original location, old special place near and dear to our hearts because we were there to help open it up. Now it's an empire. Expanding all over the globe, not just here in America soon. Maybe soon we'll be in Dubai, John. You never know. This chicken's that good. You got to go see for yourself. And when you see Billy Richmond, the former Tiger basketball player turned chicken house entrepreneur, you tell him that Jason and John sent you. So one of the, uh, one of the I guess, interesting elements of this uh, for the current team, right, now that we know that there's no there's not going to be any scholarship reduction, there's not going to be any postseason ban, um, when Kendrick Davis was contemplating where he was going to spend his final season in college and Memphis was on the list, one of the pieces that we talked about was, well, would he really pick Memphis as as somebody that's never been to the NCAA tournament? Not because we don't think Memphis can get back to the NCAA tournament, because would, would they be allowed to get back to the NCAA tournament? You know, we didn't know, right? right. We, we did not know. I, I think I think that the... the Philosophy probably started to shift in the last, you know, six to nine months about the punishment that would come down ultimately for the University of Memphis. But you still don't know until you know. So it's a it's a it's a the gamble clearly paid off for Kendrick Davis. Uh, you know, who's been in college for four years but has never been to the NCAA tournament. Now he gets to go. Now the team is eligible. I mean, I, I'm bullish on the team. I like the team. Is there some, uh, you know? It, some we we need to find some shooting for the team, of course. Like that's got to emerge. But in terms of the construction of it, I like it. It feels like a tournament team to me. It feels like Kendrick Davis is finally gonna break through. Well, it's because you're not asking the point guard question for the first time, and John feels like forever that we're asking. Okay, who's gonna play it? Is it gonna be Lomax or is it by committee? Is it a uh, can Imani Bates make it happen? A guy who's reclassified. Never really played the position. We had to talk about, you know, what Imani had done in grassroots, being on Jalen Duran's same team for a few weeks there and how he was a playmaker in that sense. He'd never played the position, and especially in the sense of a high major college program where you've got guys that are already there in the program, already entrenched, and they're they're having to depend on you. Mm-hmm. And so back to the point, we were right to question. We've been right to question the point guard. Yep. It's essentially has been the number one question the last few years going in. You've – that, that, that's done. And so you move on. You talk about, yeah, well, what are the things now? Obviously, shooting would be at the top of the list. But having a Kendrick Davis guy who a couple of years ago, again, 
led the country in assist rate. He can do either one. He can be your go-to score when things break down, a la Jeremiah Martin, or he can be that, that, that guy that's sort of like Mike Conley, the maestro, and he's just letting everything happen around him and letting the offense work for him, feeding everybody else. He can do both. And so those questions finally, the, you know, resoundingly are answered, and it gives you a leg up in a year where, yes, you've got a bunch of new faces, but you've still got enough uh, guys like DeAndre Williams who have been around it long enough to go with a guy who's played the position expertly, too, you'd say, and Kendrick Davis, former conference player of the year. Yep. Like you have the right formula to, yes, John, make a return trip to the NCAA tournament. I, listen, I would question this. I, you know, as put it this way, as the second best team in the AAC, mm-hmm. okay, can we use that as a baseline? Because obviously Houston's going to start the year I think ranked. So. How high does that get you? Can it get you more than what you were, what nine seed that you were last year as the second, uh, quote unquote, second highest seeded team from the AAC? Mm-hmm. What's that going to be this year? Can it go up? Are you going to be around that? You know, a lot of it's going to depend on what you do. Do you run the conference other than your your games against Houston? Did you have a better non conference season? It's probably the thing that's going to be the most important thing. Mm-hmm. You can't get off to the slow start you have the last couple of years. Did you? Did you run through that non-conference season pretty strong? You do that, yep. and that, that's probably the biggest factor is what your record is in non-conference against that schedule. Yeah, that's the way to improve the seat because my guess, you're not going to get much help, John, in your conference. Right. Right? You're, you might have a couple of more. You know, Tulane improved, Temple improved, but you're not going to get a ton of marquee wins out of that, save for Houston. So you better have a better start, right, and a better run through your, through your non-con if you want to improve on that nine as what's likely to be the second-place team out of the AAC again. Yeah, I, I, I think that to, to that point about being taken in the AAC, I mean, I, I know the league is not what it, you know, what it maybe should be top to bottom, but if you, if you can avoid you know, that start, a, a, a bad start, and you know, manage to sort of you know, maybe be a couple games above 500 and not have like a disastrous four-game losing streak here, then I would think if you're second in the AAC, pick up a couple quality ones along the way. I think five six is totally in the realm of possibility. Maybe better depending on you know depending on what that gap looks like, right? If it's a game separation, right? I mean, I could see five six, maybe even a the the last four seed. You know, again, depending on what the record is and all that. Yeah. You bet. You better really look good in non-con if you yeah. get a four out of. But this. I mean, Houston might be you know what were they top ten preseason again? They're going to be top five. Top likely. five again? Yeah. I mean. And so, that's why I say we're, no, yeah. nobody's putting a ceiling on Memphis yeah. in terms of saying you can't. But Houston's obviously going to be rated in a certain place going into the season based on what they I mean, you You're could talking be, about a top five team. You could be, so, you know, uh, uh, 15 in the country and finish second in the AAC. Right? Possibly. I mean, if I mean, this thing comes together, so you realize you're, it yeah, just depends on you're what not going to start the year ranked. No, no, you're going to have to earn to, it. To do that, you will have I, to. I kind of like that. I kind of like that for Memphis. you haven't done in non-con the last two years. It's a different look for them, right? They get to start the year unranked. They get to kind of and on the road. Like you got to go out there and, yeah. and earn it at Vandy and St. Louis, right? Right after that one. Yeah, and it? first couple are on yeah. the road. St. Louis will be tough. It'll uh-huh. be a tough win. It won't be a win that that if, if they are able to get it, that will uh, impress the masses nationally. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 